Hello, welcome back to the fourth episode of The Cooked Lobsters. Super excited to be here today. Um, I am your head chef in the kitchen, Chef Ryan Weber. With me, as always, Chef Brandon Drotter. Um, we got a lot of great stuff in this episode here today. Um, we want to thank our audience out there, our ever-growing audience. Um, there's more and more people each and every day. We appreciate all the love and support. Um, proudly can say we have some new audio equipment that we actually have coming in to improve the audio of all of our podcasts here in the future. Think of it as some HD high quality podcast audio. Um, we got a hell of an episode for you today. Like I said, we're going to recap some of the, you know, key events of some of the first podcasts, kind of catch you all up, but... Um, John, what are some things you can definitely expect from us today? Oh, I am so excited about some of the episodes today. Well, first of all, we're going to get to, little, to get to know us a little bit. Oh, man, I got to get a tongue tied. But uh, I'm super excited to talk about the Weezer concert we went to. I am so excited about that. Also, talking about some restaurants that were just not open when we, we needed them. You know, we won't get into it just yet, but uh, also talk about ads. You know, when they should not be on and when they should be on. Kind of some ad etiquette. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And, you know, we might have a, a couple games coming up, so stay tuned for that. I'm pretty excited. Hopefully I uh, actually win some money, not just give my money away to everybody, basically. And uh, talk about some sightings in Maine, basically. Other than that, what do you, what do you think is got cooking up over here, my man? Like you said, we got a whole bunch of topics we're going to try to cover today, so we're going to get through these. Um, like we said, we were going to kind of recap and look back at some of our last episodes, uh, the last one specifically being our interview live from High Rollers, which was actually a really cool experience. Shout out to High Rollers and everyone again for just being pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. It's always so, like, when you walk in, it's just so humbling. And, like, the people that work there are the nicest people. They're wicked smart. And it's just, like, you always have a great experience when you come out of the High Rollers place. And let me tell you, their edibles are just phenomenal. I love them too much. It's kind of a problem, to be completely honest with you. (laughs) Devil's candy, if you will. You know, you want a couple, you know, one turns into two, two turns into three, three turns into, like, who am I, where am I? Dude, you know what they? <clears throat> excuse me. What they need to do is start smell, uh, start selling some more kits for all those stoners out there camping. You know, have like a piece of chocolate that's like five, ten milligrams, and you put it on there with a marshmallow and roast it up a little bit. But uh, we put peanut butter in our s'mores. That's kind of a hot take for some of those people that use s'mores out there. I don't know about you, but I like a little bit of peanut butter in my s'more. It has been years since I've had a s'mores without peanut butter because once you have one. why even look back at that point um it's just the combination that makes a lot of sense and i just don't know why a lot of people aren't doing it unless you have a peanut allergy then that makes a whole lot of sense you know well that's just nuts guy that's just nuts yeah you know my guy we don't want to be uh getting anyone sick out there so buzz up the epipens just like mid-fire and everything like that'd be kind of uh a little crazy but uh everyone's always saying why do you use a, a glob of peanut butter do you use the peanut butter cups I think that just using a glob of peanut butter is way better than using, like, a Reese's cup. That's just me personally. Firmly disagree. The Reese's cup is far, far better. You get better peanut butter in there. It's a classic. So I like just using the Reese's cup itself. But just using peanut butter is a fair alternative. Yeah, you use the crunchy, though. That gives it a whole new aspect to, like, the s'more, though. You can go either way. 
I, I really don't have a crunchy, smooth preference. Like, I really, really don't care. No matter what you get, you get some sugary treat that you get by the fire, so. Not, like, huge on s'mores until I discovered the peanut butter trick. And then once I discovered that if you just put peanut butter on it, it definitely takes the uh, the flavor. The flavor right up to Flavortown, as Guy Fieri would say. Oh, then when you, yeah, you but before you have your s'mores, you gotta warm up with the glizzies, my guy. Always gotta warm up with the hot dogs on the fire. Those are like the best. Having a hot dog over a fire is just mint, just absolutely mint. You gotta get some bark on your dog, and you know what I mean. You gotta get a little color on that dog, because what's the point of cooking it over, you know, a nice hot flame and fire in Maine if you're not gonna get a little bark on the dog? So. It's always, you know, not anything off the fire is pretty good, but, you know, you don't see us roasting a pig out by the fire. That'd be a little extreme, you know, maybe sometime in the future, but not, not here. But, yo, let's, let's dive into, like, our little trip we had up in Bangor, man, or Bangor for the people that don't know uh, what it really means. But, uh, talk about the Weezer concert, my guy. Yeah, no, definitely a good show. Glad to go up there. Um... You know, it is a long drive up to Bangor, as I know most of you Mainers will know, but for a lot of you people listening out of state, when you drive up to Bangor, you go past absolutely nothing for about 100 miles. Yeah. It is a long, boring drive with bad cell service, but that's neither here nor there. Once you finally get to Bangor, you're, you know, you're with all the uh, the people, all the Weezer fans out there. Shout out to anybody that went to the concert. It was definitely an excellent concert. Some top level musicians, you know, some top level entertainment. Even the opening act was kind of crazy. I know that was something that you really liked. Tell us a little. The opening oh. act, their name was Future Islands for anyone trying to check them out. Um, I wouldn't recommend like checking out their Spotify. I mean, you can go ahead and check it out, but check out like if you can find a live video of them in concert because just the you you gotta see it like do tell me gotta, tell me what you took away from that do we i do have those videos but i, w- we, I wish maybe we'll figure out what we can add on a clip on and some of the videos we got from that but let me tell you his stage presence was a whole new level i can't explain it to you he said from the get-go you're gonna get what you paid for and let me tell you we did he was wild i didn't know if he was all there completely but like i didn't know if he was like clean sober but like i was not sure what language he was speaking to be honest at first the first take that we had was i think this guy is speaking german now i'm not 100 percent sure but then at one point he he did um, announce he uh he said it's maryland yeah he was speaking maryland and i don't we have some people that we're gonna bring on from maryland later to actually kind of talk about this and a few other things but is maryland its own dialect or language if you will down there if we like, have any maryland listeners definitely like leave a comment like if there like a, a maryland like language speaking or like a not a language speaking but is there just like a, a music dilemma around the maryland i just i've was, never heard of it i've never heard of it. they never heard of it too but like to describe the music it was very like mellow pop like but then it got intense, and that's what made, like, every song. And I, I couldn't understand what he was saying, so a lot of that is my fault for getting the $21 tickets. But there were actually some pretty fire tickets. When you get old like me, you you know, you like sitting in the front of the back, so that way you can overlook everything. You get the best acoustics, the best sound. You know, you don't have to stand all concert for all the openers. You just got to stand for Weezer. And, like, 
No problem. I'll stand for Weezer all day. It does help that we're not, you know, completely short, too. We're two tall men. We're, like, it was above six foot, so it's nice when you get, like, a couple of people that are, like, five foot in front of you. Like, yes, clear shot. That's why, you know, I always buy the cheaper ticket because, like, I'm doing the short people of this world a service. I'm getting the ticket out back so I'm not standing in your way. Is it unfortunate that short people have to pay more? For their concert tickets to get the same experience that I do? Hell no. It sucks when I go on a plane and I gotta sit there and I can't stretch my legs out or I'm sitting next to my grandfather and he makes me open up the window because he says he paid for the view. Meanwhile, I'm about to puke off this fucking plane, but we'll we'll get into that another day. Hopefully we'll get my dad onto this cast. He's mentioned uh, wanting to come on. He's probably listening to this cast right now, so thank you for your continuous listen appreciate the support um our fierce leader in our fantasy league too oh my goodness my guy i would i would feel like i did him dirty if i did not say he is the inaugural 2022 champion of our fantasy uh fantasy league (laughs) the cleveland massage club so congratulations to him Really did pretty well, you know, finished third in the regular season, but just could not be touched in the playoffs, so some good good managing there. But, you know, he also does manage um, a lot of baseball teams as well, so it's it's no surprise that his fantasy team did so well, and I know hopefully we can get him on because he does have a player that he coached recently, um, and I'll get the information on this in a second, but he got a player uh, who just got drafted into the major leagues. So oh, congratulations to uh, him and the community, and I'll uh, I'll get a name on that in a second. Definitely got to fact check that, but uh, straight back to the concert, my guy. Weezer was just like fantastic. I don't know if any of those people uh, have been out to the waterfront pavilion. Am I saying that correctly, Bangor? Um, yeah, is that so. correct? I believe that is correct. They've changed so much over the years. Like I think they're going to be having fantastic concerts there. Like when I went back there. It's my first concert in like Bangor or Banger. It was a hustle. Banger. Banger guy up in Maine. I'm not going to be talking like that. But uh, we went to see Luke Bryan. And I went with a couple of our friends. You know, you know Jeff. We went with Jeff and a couple of the boys. Jeff. Turcotte. Jeff Turcotte. The man, the myth, the legend. Love to hear from him here. If you know, you know. Like, he is. He's a wild character. Let me tell you. He's, he's, he's always fun. But when we went out there. He, Luke Bryan, first of all, got so drunk off Lobster Moonshine, he didn't, like, speak English at the rest of the concert, so we were just, like, blitzed out of our minds in the area, but, like, back to the point, it's like, when we got, when we first went there, it was just a giant field with porta-potties and, like, beers out of, a like, a van. I was like, what is this, like, Woodstock, like, Jeez. half a point? Like, what Woodstock is this? Woodstock 2008. <laughs> it was awful, man, but, like, now they have, like... A great stadium. They have like bars on the side, great views. It's like they've really, really done great work there. And I, I'm so glad. I'm tickled pink to be completely honest with you for the people up in Bangor. Definitely brings more commodity out there for sure. Sure. Hot take, and I don't want to offend any of our viewers who do enjoy Luke Bryan's music, but I could not stand to listen to Luke Bryan's music, and I can't stand to watch him dance in his jeans. His jeans are too damn tight, and he can't get low enough, so it's like, it's got to be one of the ugliest things watching him dance, and then all the girls go crazy, and you're just like, fuck, dude. Should have played the guitar, you know? 
I don't think I could be too country, man. I got a tractor, but that's pretty much it. Like, I don't ask people, like, do I look sexy on my tractor? But, like, you know. Main country is different from country music country. It's not that we're not listening to the country music country. It's that main country folks are, you know, more hard. I'm not going to say we're more hardworking, but I'm going to say we actually would probably back up what we say we're going to do. Nothing that Mainers say is like a facade. They really are who they say they are, where sometimes I would challenge a lot of the country music artists out there um, that a lot of them probably never worked a nine to five or put in a single hard day's work a day in their life. Now, I'm not saying Luke Bryan is or isn't one of these people, but he might be. He did get a, if I stand corrected, he actually got kicked out of the Oxford Casino. Luke Bryan got kicked out of the Oxford Casino. Yeah, because uh, a couple years ago, when our friends owned the Outpost, which is now Pears on Thompson Lake, so a little little convenience store right on the water. They do gas, they do food. We'll get into that later. We'll get them on the cast. But they had they were talking one day, and they were like, yo, Luke Bryan was at the casino, and he got kicked out because he, they wouldn't serve him more alcohol. He was pissed because they had like a 30-minute 30 30 timer on alcohol. I believe it. That's a true story. I have been at the Oxford Casino, and they are very responsible in the fact that you cannot have more than one drink every 30 minutes. Now, a little loophole for the viewers out there is they also have a they have more than one bar inside that casino so you got to go to the restaurant bar until the restaurant oh, bar closes yeah, and you can have as many beers as you want and then when you're out on the floor you can only have one drink every 30 minutes but you can keep having as many restaurant drinks as you want it's like why would you want to kick that guy out he brings in so much money and it's like entourage is probably dropping bills in that place man Hopefully they get some sports betting up in that Oxford Casino guy. That's going to be huge because it, like everyone from Maine literally drives hours. They'll drive from Waterville, Bangor, Winslow, all the way to New Hampshire, Seabrook. I think we had mentioned that a little bit on our first cast featuring Jared Cantlow and Tom Epic. Um, and that's something I'm glad you brought back up because Maine, the rumor is going around that they're going to have partnerships in Maine very shortly before the NFL football season. Um, So these are partnerships, and I'm not saying these are the deals, but with uh, books such as like Caesar or the Barstool book um, or FanDuel or any of the ones that you see on TV that are currently not available in Maine, um, one of those or one of the other ones of those is going to have some kind of deal in Maine at some point where you're going to be able to either do it on your phone or at the casino, and they were targeting before the NFL season um, because that's, of course, going to be the biggest gambling season of the year. And if they could just, you know, hurry the fuck up and do that, that would be absolutely great. Oh, sorry, I had to put my sunglasses down because that was such a hot take, my guy. That was good. Oh, that was such a hot take. Oh, God, my it's like I'm, I'm just like bit. I'm welding up a take over here. You can just see the flares going everywhere for the audio only listeners out there. Oh man, I can I can see you getting a little vein on the head popping up because you're just getting like, dude. This guy in sports and he's like, Whoa, he's getting, he's getting ready. This uh, for all those listeners, you gotta let them know what kind of football fan are you. You know, we gotta be full. Uh, full disclosure with everything, so we don't give people the wrong impressions. We're nothing but fair and honest here at the Cook Lobsters. Uh, you know, with my hand on the Bible, uh, I'll tell you guys, you know, I am a Miami Dolphins fan. 
And I, it's funny you bring that up because I right before this cast, you know, I was scrolling through my phone and I saw a meme and it was a prediction on how the AFC East is going to finish this year. And I don't know what crackhead made this prediction, but he had the New England Patriots winning the Miami Dolphins in second and the Buffalo Bills in third. And I had to double check, make sure this wasn't a post from 2006. And nope, sure as shit. He really thinks the New England Patriots are going to win. So some of you Patriots fans out there, I want to apologize in advance, way before the season starts, and just let you know, it's going to be a rough year, boys and girls. Well, we were going to have to have some some Miami, New England bets, you versus the listeners out there. And if uh, something happens, you know, you got to wear a Pats jersey for the next week or something like that, or... I'll hell, I'll wear a Miami jersey. I don't want to, but if I have to, I will. But dude, you you gotta admit, like I'm an Arizona fan, this so that's the roughest of the rough, my guy. Like I'm not trying to kick you when you're down, but Arizona is the new Cleveland Browns type franchise, and you you know what I mean. They're the oldest team in the NFL, and they're the one of the only teams without a Super Bowl. I don't want to kick you when you're down. I'm sorry. I can already see just the blood just absolutely circulating through his body. I can see the heat coming off of him right now. It looks like you just opened the car door in the middle of the winter and you can just see the rays of heat traveling. That's how heated he is yeah, right now. Just like Phoenix. We're always heating up, man. Like, you know what? Like, I'm also a Phoenix Heat fan. Yes. Phoenix, Phoenix Suns fan. Phoenix Suns. Uh, That's my area, guy. Oh, I'm man. Now area. I'm tripping. My bad. <laughs> no, you know, you, uh, your dad knows someone on Miami, though. Shout out to Duncan Robinson, my guy. Yes, my dad has met Duncan Robinson. And you know what? For the viewers out there, I'm going to do you a service. Put the photo up right now. We're going to put the photo right here. I'm going to get out of the way so the photo is right there in the camera. Whoo! That is two legends. And just to follow up what I said earlier about uh, my dad, Mr. Donald Weber III, not to be confused with the first or the second, who are also great men, uh, Quinn McDaniel, and I apologize, such a memorable name that I I apologize for getting it off the cuff of my head, but I've had a few today, if you know what I'm saying. Um, But congratulations to him. He was the 153rd pick by the San Francisco Giants. Um, yeah, hometown Elliot, Maine. Believe it or not, that's wild, dude. So I'm gonna have to keep up with my uncle because he's he's from California. And he's kind of a big San Francisco guy. He loves the Giants. Hopefully, we get him on the cast. Let me tell you, my uncle is a wild cat. He is so funny. He's living the life out in the water. And I'll give you a little uh, if you've any of those dog people out there, look up uh, something ripping, ripping Rosie. She is fantastic. She surfs on a surfboard and she's actually going to be able to contest but i don't want to give up too much coming up so hopefully we get him on the cast before they have their big uh i think it's a a world championship for surfing for dogs you are going to want to see this one but like we said we don't want to give too much much away don't quote me on that we're still in the process here but like oh man but oh dude we totally forgot to tell the listeners about All the ads we saw during a concert. Oh, yeah. We we aren't done talking about the Weezer. Uh, go ahead and tell. So, this was my first concert since... Uh, it's been... 
Oh, give me a hot, dude. It's been a hot second since I've been to a concert, but I've never pre-COVID. Before, way, way, way before COVID. Oh, re, way pre-COVID. Okay, uh, before COVID, but like, I, I just never. I know, like YouTube, Spotify, everything has an ad, but it blows my fucking mind that there's an ad at a concert. Like that is that that's a not, lot of them. That's 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 not that's not that's not legal. It's not legal. Do we pay for ads? No. Back in my day, you would play other similar artists to who's coming out. But they did do that. They did it after they played an ad, though. Yeah, then there were ads. It was rough. So what? What? Dude, do we have to pay like a premium? Like, does everyone have to pay a premium to skip the ads for our concert? Is it gonna be like a thing when you buy a ticket? Like, if more than sixty percent buy premium, you don't have to have ads during your concert. What's my service fee? I thought that was the premium upcharge on my ticket. Oh, I thought with the premium and like you know the you get the pat down before you get in there. I thought that was just part of the package, you know. But like... <laughs> I do gotta say, I love the pat downs when you set off the uh, you set off the entire security alarm and you just keep walking and then like no one does anything. Yeah, that's that was great a, concert. That was the funniest part. We both walked through and that thing was just like eh, 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 and he's like keep going we're like what is, the whole, what is the whole point of this shit like move this? along sir it's like what yeah, i think it'd be crazy shit but then the worst part about the ads dude i don't think i'm allowed to eat m&ms for fucking is it four years or five years or some shit dude I, it, m&m will not be a sponsor on the I mean, cooked lobsters. No, they they can bash us all they want, but like, dude, I swear there was maybe like twenty fucking Eminem commercials, back to back to back, and we were in the second act, and I looked at Ryan, and I was like, dude, I'm taking a pact right now. If I see another fucking Eminem commercial for every Eminem commercial, I'm taking a year off Eminems, and I'm pretty sure we saw three or four more, so I'm a little upset. About nothing, because I'm not going to eat M&M's for three, three years, so I'll probably do good diabetically, but other than that, like, 25 fucking ads in a row, my guy, that was just, that was... And then, just for the cherry on top of the shit Sunday, at the end of the concert, we, we, again, Weezer was absolutely oh fantastic, God. played every hit you want to hear, but at the end of the show... What time we leave? More Eminem commercials. Oh, Probably right. about eleven thirty, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But more Eminem commercials on your way out. And you know what? This all could have been justified. It all could have been fine if you hooked your brothers and sisters and everybody else out there up with some Eminems. If you're gonna advertise all concert during the pre pre opener, the pre opener, the opener, and after, and after. Bring some fucking M&M's for the people. Even if it's the little bags. Like, the, even, like, the little snack bags. Not even the minis. They didn't even bring the minis. Oh, man. Oh, dude, what? Oh. But, no, the problem was we left, so we left around, like, 11, and we were getting, like, we're in Bangor, so we were trying to debate if we should eat in Bangor or we should just, like, eat on the way home. And the safest bet out there is Denny's. You know, it's it's always there. It's always open when you need it. And Ryan was driving, I was in the passenger seat, and I just didn't have the, like, the courage to tell him that it was closed, and his face was B-fucking-red. He, like, I think he stopped for a second while he was driving, he's like, are you fucking telling me they're closed at 10 o'clock? 
I was like, I've never heard of that shit. They're open 24-7. What is the point of having Denny's if you are not open 24-7? If you think I want to eat that slop that you call food (laughs) during regular hours sober, you are on something else. There is a bad batch of something going out right now. Uh, Why in the world would Denny's close at 10? I feel like all their revenue definitely happens between midnight and 4 a.m. Oh, everyone that's hammering, dude. Like, I could tell you all the stories when we went there in Auburn right off Center Street. Is it Center Street or is it Union Street? Uh, I think both are correct. I think it's on the the corner. Yeah, Yeah, it's on the corner. (laughs) If you keep going straight, you'll hit something straight in Center Street. But no, except for doing that, we went to uh, Taco Bell. It's open till 2 o'clock. Not good decisions, of course. Which is also another thing, a cherry on the fucking top of it. We looked, he, we downloaded the Taco Bell app because he wanted to make it customized. Because, you know, he's driving, you got to do what you got to do for the head chef. We're trying to customize those tacos, get you the, know? Oh, dude, you can get a bunch of free shit we didn't even know. It's, which is kind of cool. You get free sauce, you get free nacho cheese on like pretty much every other taco. There's some things, but like, it had Portland, Augusta, Waterville, and that's it. It didn't have Auburn. It had every fucking Taco Bell but the Auburn one that was open till 2, which is kind of really disappointing. I think they, uh, we should give a shout-out to the Auburn one to make sure they update their uh, app and uh, make it so it's customized You know, for all of us uh, people trying to eat late at night and get a little bit fatter. Yeah, there's no Denny's no more, so you're coming home from you know, a concert and you're back in the great Androscoggin area. Uh, there is nothing open. So somebody should uh, either message us if you're open. We'll give you a shout-out. We will definitely give you a shout-out because we cannot be the only ones out there trying to get some late-night food and not being able to find it. Yeah, there's got to be some new food place out here that's open late. There's got to be, you know, like... I wish they did something on, like, 26. That was, like, a 24-hour, like, diner, you know? That would be, like, a great spot right by the casino, Right by the lakes, everyone comes out here in the summertime. Like, the population of Maine quadruples in the summer. You would be rolling in the dough. Are you kidding me? Like, a little diner right off that? Yes. Especially in the summer. It's the one time you would actually expect places to be open. Now, I don't know if there's maybe the old employee shortage excuse... The old... I don't want to work that late. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but you know, be... people just aren't built the way they used to be. But I'm not saying that's for good or for bad. That's for you to decide. But, you know, I think it's time for a segment where we go to do two truths and a lie, my guy. So, in this segment, you know, in the classic game, like we said earlier in the cast, we're just trying to, you know, let you get to know us a little bit better. So, what better way? And this also works very well with the ladies, so... Wish we had some ladies here, but we are rocking the sausage party with the lobsters today, baby. But we got two truths and one lie. So to start us off here, Drotter, Chef Drotter, of course, he is going to go ahead and he is going to write down the lie on his whiteboard. And then we'll also have the graphic up on the screen here for everyone who is watching along with us. Um, but of course he is going to write down the one lie and then he is going to tell us the two truths and a lie. We'll have them up on the screen and let's go ahead and see how this all plays out. So just let me know when you're ready over there, chef. I see you cooking something up. 
smells a little funky, if you know what I'm saying. I'm just really hoping my grammar's right. I'm a little cooked over here. <laughs> but I definitely have them all, so when you're ready, let me know, my man. All right, you go ahead and get us started. What are our three possible options, starting with number one? Option number one, I have funneled a whole fifth. You have funneled a whole fifth. I'm, I'm assuming referring to alcohol? Yes. Okay, very interesting. Go ahead. <laughs> number two. I have gotten duck itch. <laughs> huh? I've gotten duck itch. What's duck itch? You never, you never heard of duck itch? I'm a kind that of might em- be either something you look up, my guy. I'm kind of embarrassed right now. Just tell me, what is duck itch? Bro, you have to look it up, my man. It's 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 like a rash that spreads, and you only can get it like a certain way. What? Yeah, man, it's terrible. Wow, that's I I don't know. I'm like looking it up right here. WebMD is asking me if I have it right now. And do you want to hear the third option? Oh, swimmer's itch. I've heard it called swimmer's itch. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm listening. So number two is you've gotten swimmer's itch. AKA, what was it called again? Duck itch. Duck itch. I've never heard of that. So number one was... Funnel the fifth. Funnel the fifth. Number two was duck itch. Number three. I've been stung by a bee. I feel like, first off, fundamentally, most people in two truths and a lie put the lie at the end. But then most people are smart enough to not put it at the end. But But were you? (laughs) I feel like you're always in the garden outside. Always got some nice plants going. I feel like you have been stung by a bee. Now, have you funneled a fifth? That, one, I don't recommend doing it. Uh, Two, I, I believe you probably could have handled it. I don't recommend it, but... You know how much a fifth is, my guy? Yeah, it's a fifth. That's that's a lot of alcohol. Uh, I'm aware. I'm going to say you have never been stung by a bee. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you absolutely sure? No, I'm not sure, but that's my answer. Going once? Going twice. Sell it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, dude, so one time we were at a soccer house in Hudson, and we roll up to this party. My buddy Blake Cormier, oh my god, the guy is Trap Nation. When I say that, I mean like literally the biggest traps I've ever fucking seen in my entire life on a neck. Like, look like the little baby heads. It was fantastically creepy, but cool at the same time. But uh, anyways, me and him went out to a, a soccer house party. I brought a handle of, oh, what was it? Oh, it was... It's not Captain Jacks, it's like the spinoff. <laughs> I love the spinoffs of some what of the is alcohol it? it's, uh, Captain, you got like Admiral Nelson. It's not Captain Morgan's, it's lower than that. Admiral Nelson? There was yeah. even lower than that. They were just all different they names. Of cherry. Pe- it was all different names of people that worked on ships. It was was it Admiral Nelson, the, like the, the $9, $12 bottle handles, and they had them in like cherry flavor? I don't, I have no idea. I don't think they came in flavors. I gotta fact check that one. I remember but those were crazy cheap at the time back in the day in 2013. Making me feel old, but uh, we went to this party and we got in. And I saw a couple people following beers, and I was like, "Yo, can I funnel a little beer and I'll give you a couple shots for a fair trade?" And he's like, "No, nah, we don't have enough beers." 
And I fucking look at their bar, and they got, like, fucking eight racks of 30s. And I was like, what's this shit? And he's like, those are for the boys. And I'm like, oh, I'm not your boy. He's like, well, you got to bring, you got you to gotta drink what you bring. I'm like, bro, I brought a fucking handle of rum. And he's like, well, got to drink it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you. So I went down, sat down, and he starts filling it. And I'm like, man, this is, this is going kind of rough. Like, what's going on? And then I look, and I didn't realize it was one of those funnels with a nozzle. So I sp- turn the nozzle, and I look up. The fucking whole funnel is full, including the tube. And then I was just like, I told him to cut, and he's like, it's all gone, it's all gone. So I was like, holy shit. So I drank all of that, stood up, walked over to the back of the couch, looked at this dude, asked him for a dinger, packed it, and I blacked out so fucking hard. I woke up the next morning. I shit you not in my bed wearing nothing but a sweatshirt wrapped around me looking like baby fucking New Year. It was the worst moment of my entire life. Until 10 minutes later was the worst moment of my entire life. I get a phone call from Blake laughing about me. I was like, yo, where are you? And he's laughing his ass off. He's like, oh, I'm at the football game. And I was like, what's so funny? He's like, the shit you did. I was like, what do you mean, my guy? And he's like, come meet me at the game. I was like, fuck that, no way. So I was like, I need to get some water. I walk out of my room in the door. So it's like in the suite. So you had like a living room and then you had a dorm on the side and the other side. I walk out in this diaper sweatshirt and there's three girls on their hands and knees scrubbing the floors. And I was like, good morning, ladies. And I felt so bad. I walked in the bathroom, took a shower for like 45 minutes until they left. I called my roommates and they were like, dude, do you know how fucked up you were last night? I was like, no. I didn't realize how drunk I got. All three of my roommates at the time were on the football team, and they had one of the biggest games of the year the next morning. So I apparently threw up the whole time in my room, and they had a trash bag full right next to my bed. My roommate was so pissed. Their girlfriends were the ones doing it. That was the worst time ever. But let's get back to this two truths and a lie. That's just absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah, it was one of the worst times ever, man. I've had had enough of this. Yeah, that's why I don't drink anymore. (laughs) You'll notice Drotter does not drink, and it's for for good reason. Drunk otter is not a good otter. Let me tell you that. It's... It's like trying to find Waldo, like, but even more adventurous, like George in the Jungle. It's not good. It's not good. But uh, let me hear your uh, your t- your three, my man. All right. Well, starting off, number one, met Tom Brady at a gas station while he was ducking being at the White House. Yeah. No, I want to hear all the options. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to just pick up the first one. Number two, went skydiving in Saco on St. Patrick's Day. And then? Number three, started a riot at a community college basketball game. Oh, I know you've done that one. Because you're definitely a fucking degen. <laughs> um, so... I want to say the skydiving in Sacro. We got it. Yeah, no, never been skydiving in Sacro. Did meet Tom Brady one time outside of a gas station when he was supposed to be at the White House. All gray jumpsuit. He had the black Escalade hybrid. Cool, cool encounter. Asked him for a picture. He said no. I do respect his decision. You know? 
Was he pumping gas or was he just stopping in there? He was pumping gas. He was pumping his own gas. That was my and next question. I have, I've actually mentioned this on another podcast, on a podcast called New England's Finest Podcast. Um, my co-host at the time, that time, Edgar Cintron, shout out to him. Great guy. I'm going to get him on the cast. Just He's down in another state and we... Uh, I'm not sure if he has the capability or not to do it, but we'll, more on that later. But he was the witness. We were pulling into the gas station, and he's like, yo, I think that's Tom Brady. And I'm like, yeah, stop fucking with us. And then, sure as shit, Tom fucking Brady, the GOAT himself, pumping his own gas, a humble man. I heard recently that uh, something I predicted has come true, where I predicted many months ago that there would be a Tom Brady-Kim Kardashian relationship. Now, I don't know if that's confirmed. This is not, you know, that type of show where we got any inside information on this or not. But I predicted it. I don't know if it was a dream or if I'm just really good at predicting things, you know? You know, the question is, when he pumped his gas, did, like, the gas go in a perfect spiral? Was just, like, absolutely like his throws are? Or is it just... Absolutely perfect. He did fist bump me. He had a huge hand. I never was a believer that he was deflating footballs because, you know, he's got them huge hands to throw the ball. But then again, deflating footballs does not scientifically benefit the quarterback at all, but it does benefit the receiver. It makes the ball a little bit easier to catch and grip. So, I don't know. I don't think the NFL handled the whole situation with Tom Brady and Deflategate very well, but that that itself could be a 10-podcast special. Yeah, speaking of, like, drafts, let's... Let's do like a city town draft of Maine, my guy. Well, we drafting. We doing five cities slash towns each. Best five in Maine. I'm down. Are we fl- all right? What are we doing? We flipping a coin to see who goes first. Uh, let's see. Do we Quick got Rochambeau coin? here. Um. Uh, oh, Rochambeau. Yep. Rock, Rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. And for the audio-only listeners, after two ties, I beat him with a rock over a scissor. Yeah, well, it was technically a cockroach, so... And usually I say best two out of three, but I ain't... Life's too short for two out of three. I'm gonna start with the mecca of all cities. We're gonna take Portland, Maine. Maybe a little bit overrated. Uh, Maybe a little bit weirder than every other place in Maine. Um, it's the only place where you got like hipsters, lobster men, legit business people, like the top like cannabis shops. You, you got everything you can imagine in Portland. Giant melting pot, so definitely a safe first round pick. Kind of like when I took Jonathan Taylor first round last year in our fantasy team, and that absolutely ruined me. Uh, who you got in your first pick in the? main draft here also top on top of portland they have some fantastic food down there oh, oh food is second to none i can't so believe good. i didn't even mention it uh, my pick would probably be Ooh, it's a toss-up there's a lot of good places in maine but like i'm gonna go with is this like all the time like just year round or are you talking about just summertime specifically you're picking whatever however you justify i'm gonna go old orchard beach it's not considered Portland, but Old Orchard Beach is always a great time. They have so many things down there. They got the pier, which is always a wild time, let me tell you that. Um, then they got the strip. They have, like, rides. They have they have everything. They have the Brunswick down there. That place is a, a hoot and a holler. It's a bee's knees, as they would say back in the day. 
They have a hotel above it. They got a volleyball court. And it's at the beach, man. Like, you can't really be at Old Orchard Beach. Good place. It was That was actually a really, really good pick. There was a lot of bad picks that could have been made, a lot of wasted picks, but I think Old Orchard Beach is solid. Uh, makes sense when you said, you know, just the season. or like, I get it now because, you know, definitely it's more of a just summer. Um, but as, like, a Mainer, it's nice to be down there in the spring and the fall where, like, all the out-of-staters aren't there. And it's kind of chill just to kind of walk. But it's kind of cool when they're there in the summer, too. It's cool to, like, you know, sell them some stuff, take their money. Sometimes I forget it's still Maine because it's, like, everyone from Canada comes down to Old Orchard Beach because that's, like, the closest beach in, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking like eight miles, dude. Like they or eight eight hours. Eight miles, yeah. Eight no. miles. I was like, yo, I'm sorry, I'm an M over here, like mom spaghetti. But no, I was <laughs> no. I had a couple of friends from Quebec, and they were telling me, I was like, you drive this far just to Old Orchard Beach, and like, yeah, it's like the closest thing, like anywhere. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I love my Canadian brothers up there. Uh, I just don't get the speedo, but other than that, I'm down with everything. Um, so two. I guess. Pick number two in the draft. So tough one. He, you, uh, you made a really, really, really good pick right there. Um, you know, you definitely taking in account the summer, winter, all seasons. I'm gonna go ahead and take a wild one. I'm taking York. You're gonna take the summer spot. I'm gonna need to match it. Portland's a great summer spot, but York, I look at. Like Portland, I look at more year round. There's there's stuff always going on in Portland. Definitely peaks in the summer, but York is predominantly, you know, definitely a nice little summer spot. You got the beach down there. You yeah, got good, the arcade. Good, really good food down there too. Um, so yeah, I'll take York. Oh, where was that place? Was that in York we went to? Um, that restaurant was it Rosie's or what was that restaurant we came back to or in New Hampshire? I think it Rosie's. Uh, we watch some. We watch uh, yeah, we Richard were, Allen, uh, Anderson's first game as a Florida Gator. I don't remember who. Uh the the quarterback for the Florida Gators at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, that was right during college football season. Yeah. Uh, I will get a double check on that. Well, I'll get on my second pick. So you said York and Portland. Honestly, let's go with uh, Bar Harbor. There's a lot in Bar Harbor. It's like. Every single person I know that comes to Maine is like, oh, you got to go to Bar Harbor. They have really good food, beautiful sights. If I stand correct, does Bar Harbor have the botanical gardens? I have no idea, if I'm being <laughs> completely honest. I've heard, no, I've heard, like, crazy stories about the botanical gardens and, like, how beautiful it is out there. And, like, it's a huge area and how much you can walk. Ruby's around. is the place in Ruby's. Ruby's. I, I totally spaced right. on it. I usually go there during uh, March Madness. Um, but yeah, we happen to be down there during football season coming back into Maine. Definitely a good spot to stop. You can get in and off the highway pretty quick, uh, quick, uh, good place for your family in the front, but there's a secret bar in the back. Not really like secret, but like keep your kids away from it. Like I like being back there without the kids, please. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Again, number three. Bar Harbor though, a little overrated of a pick. It's way the fuck up there. That's one thing you gotta understand, Bob, my guy. It's way the fuck up in basically Canada. Just get up in the truck, guy, and you drive up north a couple hours there, my guy. (laughs) It's a wicked pisser. Get an empty bottle, because you're gonna need to fill it up. Make sure you got your, you know, your protein. You know you know. know. (laughs) If you know you know, make sure you got the empty piss jugs ready to go, guy. 
Uh, number three. Yeah, no, Bar Harbor was taken way too early right there. I, I, no disrespect to it, but disrespect to it. It was taken too early. Number three, I, I'm taking Bangor. Surprised it's actually slipped down this far in the draft. This is kind of like the quarterback everyone thought going to go in the first round, but he ends up slipping to the mid-second round. I'm taking Bangor. Well, dude, this was my sleeper pick. I'm going to pick Naples. Naples is a great place. They have the waters right there. They have a great strip down there. Like when I like they have like they have a lot of food down there, and they have a little mar a couple markets. Sebago in Naples, or is that Casco? I'm thinking of Sebago Lake. I don't think it's in Naples. We gotta study a, a map of Maine a little bit better of all of our lakes. There's so many lakes in Maine. There's a lot of lakes. Not my fault for not keeping up on all, but, all of them, but I, I don't think it is. I like Naples though. It's a small little area and it's very big in the summertime. It's very big. The people they do uh, a bunch of fireworks and everything like that, and they have a little pub called uh, uh, Gary's Pub, and they have the Umbrella Factory, which is pretty cool. So that's my pick for number three. It's okay. You know, it's on the water. It's okay. It's all right. It, it could have been an undrafted free agent that you pick up. It, it's okay. Not a bad pick. It'll serve you well. But it's all right. Uh, we, we're all the way deep here into the fourth round of the main town and city draft. Got here pretty fast, huh? With the fourth round pick. I am gonna draft, drumroll, please, I'm going to Augusta, let's take the capital, food down there in Augusta is very, very good, recently been going down to Kushnock Brewery down there, they have some excellent pizzas, um, good beers and stuff, not too heavy of a drinker myself, but with the uh, friends I bring who enjoy the craft beer, say it's some of the finest craft beer that they have. Um, so yeah, I'm taking uh, Augusta, another uh, little sleeper there. Who you got in the fourth round? Oxford. It's a good pick. That was what I was going to pick I like Oxford a lot, man. It's like, they have a lot of things that people just don't know. Like, they got we got a casino, we have, I think everyone knows there's a casino here by now. Well, yeah, dude, you'd be, <laughs> dude, I you know many people I talk to in Maine that are like, wait, there's a casino. It blows them when they're like, you talking about Bangor? And I always forget there's one in Bangor too. Yeah, well, I often forget that too. But no, they, they have they have like everything. They have a lot of outdoors, which is super nice. I like they have like my outdoors guy. Like I, I do, I got a tractor for God's sakes. Like, any if you needed like anything fixed or anything like that and the people in oxford this is the main point is just like the people in oxford are just so goddamn nice that's why i love i wanted to pick as number four that's for a, the people that's a good pick yeah i respect that i think you could have gone around earlier that was a good pick oxford is a great place to be i got nothing but grip nothing but great things to say about it it's where we you know it's the county we do our recording in here so yeah. shout out to uh, oxford county o-town um, I got an absolute steal coming at number five. I'm going to take the land oh of prosperity, the land of hopefulness, the land where Muhammad Ali once stood foot. I, you got to take Lewiston, Maine. They're, 
there's no greater place on this planet, you know? There probably is a lot greater places on this planet, but Lewiston is super underrated. There's more to do in Lewiston than you'd imagine. There's incredible food down there. There's some really good bars that have opened up downtown. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty nice little place, good melting pot in Maine. It's got some of the best Maine history out here. You gotta, gotta represent where you're from. That's why I'm taking Lewiston. Number five. This is the last pick. Last pick in the main draft. See, like, I get... If the I had Mr. Those... Irrelevant pick. So that's the thing. It's like, what do I have covered? I got the water covered. I got Taurus. Tour places. I got... Oh, uh, Can I say that? It's, it's either going to be one of two places, and I'm just going to shoot out of a cannon. I'm going to say Sabatis. Because let me tell you... Why Sabatis? Let me tell you. They got one of the nicest disc golf courses I've been on. I love Sabatis, let me tell you. There could be way better courses, but I we've had so many times we've been out there, so Sabatis has got like a little piece to me i got to put in there. Like it, so It's very it's, it's far away from a little bit of everything, but it's not too far away. And some of the like the properties out there are pretty nice, like the homes and like the structural build. It's pretty nice. I like Sabatis. All know. right. It's a little quiet. Because the thing is, you never do you ever met someone that like from out of Sabatis was like that wasn't a good guy or good girl, like a good good citizen? No comment. Absolutely, I have. <laughs> Although I just had no comment, then I immediately made the comment that I was avoiding. But yes, I have absolutely met bad people from Sabatis. I met bad people from everywhere, just like you know any other place. There's good people everywhere, but the the opposite's usually pretty true too. Um, yeah, they're not all fucking angels out there in Sabatis. There's a lot of rackets going on out there. I don't plan to get in on any of the details, but it's not all fun and roses out there. What's, uh, what's your final pick in the draft, my man? Uh, what do you mean? I made all my picks. That was five picks. That was five picks, man. I'm... That was five picks. Oh, yeah, you start, so that's a pass. That's yeah. Oh, man, I couldn't even think straight. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of that, let's bring up the upcoming sports league. Let's... Like, sports season's, like, kind of having a, a limbo right now. What we got, just baseball? Yeah, we got baseball on. I mean, for some strange reason that I don't know, Nessun, the channel the Red Sox is on, is increasingly difficult to get, so I'm... Plus, I don't even care anymore, so... Oh, don't don't even say that to my uncle, because my uncle flies out here from Cali to Maine for, like, three, four weeks of the summer, and he hates the fact that I, I switched it from Spectrum out of it, so he doesn't get the Red Sox game, so he got a subscription... For a different program just to get the Red Sox game out here. It's a true fan, let me tell you what. Yeah, it's sad. I don't even want to watch the Red Sox that bad. And if you think I'm going to pay like 100-something plus bucks a year to watch the Red Sox, you're sadly mistaken. Baseball, everyone knows, is more of a radio sport anyway. Oh, 100%. I do enjoy listening to the games on my way home from work or, you know, when I'm just chilling in the car on a nice summer drive. But, yeah, no, you either got to be there in person uh, you got to be drinking a lot at your house, or you got to listen to it on the radio. Those are the only three options. Yeah, well, that's why I don't watch the Diamondbacks, because right now they're number one. If I don't watch my team, they somehow miraculously do really good. So I try not to watch a single Diamondbacks game, and they're in first place right now. So I'm pretty pumped about that. There's but, that. There's, uh, there's always that philosophy. That, that's not a true fan, though. True fan watches their team through thick and through thin. Um, Dude, it's so hard watching 
Dimebacks games out here out East Coast, man. It's so hard to get them on the station. Yeah, they're on late as hell, too. I mean, that's the first thing you got to deal with is the fact that they're on super late. And my attention span is not that good at midnight, so I'm definitely not watching um, the Dimebacks. Plus, they play in, like, a gigantic stadium, so it's, like, it's really good for pitchers. There's a lot of pop flies. Yeah, man, I, I love this team. I grew up in watching base. So many, like, greats come from there. So, I, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling... Louis Gonzalez, who was actually the baseball coach by one of my good friends back in the day. So he's a really cool guy, too. Louis Gonzalez. Massive, dude. Surprisingly, like, the biggest, one of the strongest grips ever. I was like, holy shit, broke my hand shaking it. But uh, I'm also like, kind of excited for like basketball season. It's already over, but you, like... You are, you are way, way <laughs> too far in advance. It's football season coming up here. This uh, is the last month we're going to be without any football. And you're know, over here man. trying to talk to me about basketball? Man, My this... guy, basketball. You know what? This is America. And the last time I looked, our national pastime is watching football. Uh, it is not... We don't watch basketball until our team is eliminated from the playoffs, and then we're like, oh, fuck, well, I guess there's something else to watch. So you start watching hockey and basketball. Now, I love hockey and basketball, but no disrespect, they're great for after football season. Yeah, I just don't want to talk about football season because I have no idea how my team's going to do this year. I am. Your team's coming in dead last. Like we mentioned earlier, you are an Arizona Cardinals fan, and they are going to have a terrible year. They overpaid for their quarterback, who doesn't even want to play for them. They have absolutely no weapons at any position. They're overpaying for everybody else on the team. They got no youth. They got no chance. Yeah, let's just not talk about my uh, the oldest team in sports. You know, oldest team in the football, but not win a Super Bowl. It's kind of a it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, let me tell you that. It's almost like a Ponzi scheme out there. Everyone just keeps paying more money every single year for the Arizona Cardinals in hopes that maybe this will be the year it finally pays off. Nope. It's the world's greatest Ponzi scheme. And every time you think you're going to get even closer, nope. They're probably going to pack up and have to move the team at some point. You mark my words. You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> you shut your dirty mouth. But you know, but you know what? We did have a good sports weekend last week when we watched the UFC fights. That was a lot of good fun. Uh we had Tom Tom and Tom and Jared actually out. Back from our guest again from episode one. one. We yeah. did a little bit of we drove down to New Hampshire, made a few bets really quickly and came back to Maine. So we were able to make a few bets on some of the fights. Good yeah. night for me. No big deal. It was funny because our neighbors never seen me like so engaged into a fight, and they're like, "Wow, he's very animated watching sports." I'm like, "Yo, I just don't like losing. I, I like, I hate losing." I feel you. We were talking about this earlier too, and the thing that we could both relate to is like, I hate losing more than I like winning, for sure. Oh, great quote from Shorzy. If anyone's ever watching Letterkenny or Shorzy, it is a fantastic show. Available on Hulu. Oh, absolutely. Not a sponsor. Bitter batter. Let's get at her, eh? Oh, my goodness. Good show. Rumor has it there's a second season coming out soon, but, like, I don't know. He told me this, and uh, I'm still out here waiting. So I know, We're kind of sitting out here in blue balls waiting for the season two to come out. But, uh, dude, we got to bring up the UFOs in May. And, like, all the things that happen out here. Because I hear a rumor about something about Turner being, like, one of the highest, what is it, the highest uh, sightings in Maine. 
It's like per capita or something. Yeah, some weird statistic. I mean, all the UFO... If you're trying to get into UFO sightings, which is, seems like that's what you want to talk about here, <laughs> um, UFO sightings all seem to happen around areas that have a lot of farmland. Now, that, there's always that weird connection between UFOs and stealing cattle and all kinds of like shit like that, so... I don't I don't know why there's that connection, but I do know there is a lot of farms in Turner, and I personally have seen some crazy shit out there in Turner. I don't want to get into it, but me and my dog have both witnessed some pretty pretty insane things. Shout out to my dog Cardi being a good girl if she's watching this right now. Probably, yeah, probably. She's, she's probably watching it. She's a big fan of the podcast. Oh, May's probably on the, uh, you know, sleeping in the bed here and us talk super loud, telling us probably to shut the hell up so she can get some sleep. You know, it's a fantastic time. But, uh, dude, we got to talk about our uh, small encounter we had at the lake that one time. Why don't you go ahead and tell them? Oh, you know, you're right. You know, I'll tell them, you know. So, me, Ryan, and another buddy of ours, Ryan, who happens to be the double RB, so the burr. Uh, we were sitting... I have no idea what you're talking about, but go ahead. <laughs> Literally, right. I have no idea what you just said. What are you, what are you, what are you even talking about? Oh, we were talking... We were sitting out by the... We were, so, at my house, we have a, a dock that goes out in the water, and we're all sitting there just hanging out, looking out the water, enjoying the night, looking at the stars, and I'm looking over to my left, looking this way, and there, there's three of us. So, I'm sitting here, Ryan's sitting here, and there's another other Ryan sitting there. And I'm looking this way, and all I can see is these like, flashing lights. They're red and white. I'm like, man, I think I'm just overtired right now, and I'm starting to see things. And I turn over to my right, and I just see two them both looking over, and I was like, you both see this, right? And they're like, absolutely. There was no sounds. It was just lights, and then it just, like, vanished. It was kind of weird. I thought that was my one UFO sighting, but, you know. Other than that, I don't. I don't think there's many UFOs out here, and hopefully, I say that. And there's a couple more sightings just because I said that. I'm totally okay with it. I mean, you do bring it up. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, if anyone's got a really good UFC, like a UFO sighting in Maine, that'd be kind of cool to let us know, reach out, and get them to tell us their little story about that. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of interesting. You know, some people definitely, definitely find that interesting. Uh, it is what it is. No, you know, you see what you see, and you move on. That's how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles. That's uh, can you name that movie? That's how the cookie crumbles. I feel like that's like an old nursery tale or something. I have no idea. Bruce Almighty. Nah, I never liked that movie, dude. <laughs> never liked that. I didn't like Evan Almighty was terrible too. That movie was garbage. Oh, they said that was like the worst spinoff of that too. Well, yeah, then, it's the only spinoff. Yeah, dude, you can't replace, like, Jim Carrey or something like that, but, like, he's had some wild films, too, though. He's a wild cat. But, you know... For sure. He's got an energy that sometimes I'm just not ready for, but... No. Um, so, yeah, well, thank you guys for listening here. We've been listening all the way through. We got some cool stuff coming up here on the Cook Lobsters. We're hoping to probably get to some events here. We know that it is fair season. So maybe even be able to get out to one of those, kind of hinting, but like get more into that later. 
Um, but yeah, no, we just want to kind of give you guys that update on the cast. You see our studio has had a little bit of upgrades to it. We got our backdrop in here now. And like I said, we got some new audio equipment that's going to be coming in that's really going to set this cast apart and really clean and crisp up uh, the audio a little bit now. But yeah, anything you want to add to that? Man, I'm always just like I always say, I'm always glad that we have our listeners out there. So support out to all those listeners out there to the cast. Always subscribing and taking time out of their day to listen to us cook the lobsters on the on the mics here. Man, I I'm just excited to see what's coming up, coming gonna ha I, I'm just sometimes I get so excited I don't know what to say about the cast. It's always something new. It's always something cooking up, something special. We'll definitely be cooking up some special stuff this summer. And Maybe even have a little bit of a um, recording going on at a live event. Oh, you can't say maybe about maybe that. a couple live events, but but also we'll, we gotta don't forget about that cook off. We do. We ha so get ready for this. We are gonna have our cooking series. We are gonna start here, which. We have a really, really great and special first guest lined up. One of our really close friends. one A person that actually kind of inspired us a little bit and helped us set up this podcast. So we actually can't thank him enough. And we're talking to you, Ian May. Thank you for a lot. Like, yeah, he challenged us too. Which was he wild. challenged us first off. He, he helped us a lot with, you know, just kind of coming up with everything, getting ourselves out there, uh, giving his opinion on everything, trying to, you know, just lend a hand the way he can. Um, but he has challenged us to a cook-off. Now, the way this is going to work here at the Cooked Lobsters, you want to challenge me to a cook-off? Well, first off, you can't challenge me to a cook-off. Y you got to earn it. You, you can't just walk up in here talking shit, thinking that you're going to fucking challenge me to a cook-off. That's my craft. I have a degree in culinary arts. Now, I don't like to flex. I know I just flexed, and I, I apologize. It, it goes against my Buddhist ways to be flexing on you guys. But if you're going to challenge me to a cook-off, a man who knows his craft, you got to win level one first. No offense to sous chef Drotter. Good cook. Love him. Sitting right next to me, so you got to you know, choose your words kind of wisely. He's going to be level one. He is going to set the bar for us. If you are able to take out sous chef Drotter in the cook-off, you have a chance to cook off against me. And anybody that wins a cook-off against me, which will be nobody, let that dramatic long pause effect kick in right there, folks. Ain't nobody beating me. If you beat me, free opportunity to be on the Cooked Lobsters, and a free advertising spot for one month. Anything you'd like, to, you got your own business you'd like to advertise, come on on. But you got two levels. You got to be level one. And I think level one's going to keep a lot of the uh, less serious competitors away. I'm not saying our first competitor, Ian May, is not serious. I think he has to get through the gauntlet. I think it's a... Uh, fair competition that we're going to have uh, but he is going to have to step up to the plate beat Chef Drotter for a chance to take on me and a chance to get a spot on the podcast and a one month free advertising spot with a value over $400 yeah, 
This guy's got some big dick energy talking about cooking. Let me tell you. Wow. You know, right. confidence. Guys, it's not I'm cockiness, it's confidence. That's that's what it, uh, that's what they always say you should be. Confident, not cocky. Challenge Moves. it, you know, that's my challenge is out there. So So if someone challenged you, what would you highly recommend them not to challenge you in? Because you just will absolutely destroy them in. There's just no way that they can win. It's like an unfair cook off, one hundred percent. Jeez, man. I think if they show up, it's an unfair cook-off. If you had to pick some type of some type of meat, you had to cook. Let's we'll break it down a little bit. I think the one thing you'd be foolish to think you could cook better than me. If you think you could come on and do my signature dish better than me, I think you're crazy. Now, signature dish, I'm gonna say this one time, one time only. I don't give out my signature dish every day, but here's my signature dish. You do your pan-seared duck breasts. Perfectly scored, perfectly cooked, fat perfectly rendered on it. About a medium mid-rare is where you're going to try to hit on that. You're going to do pureed parsnips and bourbon-candied carrots. Bourboned? Candy carrots. And then it is finished with the apple chutney. Apple chutney. Real simple. Traditional. But I challenge someone to do it better. Why is that your signature dish, my man? You know, it's one of my favorite things to eat. I feel like a lot of people don't get the opportunity to cook duck a lot. I've been, you know, graced with the opportunity to actually have to cook it on the regular, like, a lot. Um, Not... Working in kitchens right now, doing the podcast game, as you can see. But um, I had to cook a lot of duck in my time. It's my favorite protein to eat, so it would be like my favorite thing to cook at home. And if I ever was trying to impress anyone for any reason, that's usually the dish I would make because I know it's something different that you haven't had before that's going to pack some flavor. So, any ladies out there, if this man cooks you duck, you should be... Fucking on it is what he's trying to say. Is that what you're trying to say? If you cook, if you cook that for somebody, it should feel pretty goddamn special. I'm saying that duck gives you wings. Not Red Bull. Not Red Bull. That duck gives you wings. Gives you that energy. It's gonna fly them taste buds right off the plate. Is that what you're saying? Is that good? That Ooh. good. <laughs> but that challenge is out there, so y'all know how to reach out to us. Reach out, and if uh, if your challenge is accepted, come on in. Take on sous chef Drotter. If you can somehow walk away from that with your life, then uh, challenge accepted. Take a meal. I'm always down for a challenge. It doesn't even have to be a cook-off challenge. Like, if you want to, like, my specialties is probably eating. And you know that for a fact. Yeah, this man can eat more glizzies, just eat more food than any other person in Oxford County, Maine. I, I, I don't uh, even... I'm willing, not, I'm willing to put... I don't know anyone even close. I think he has what experts call Kobayashi disease, which is where you only like digest about a quarter of the food that you eat, and the rest of it just comes out. Yeah, it's, I don't understand it. Like I just, I'll just eat until it's gone. I just, you put it in front of me, it's, it's not going to survive very long. It's kind of gross. It, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. But it's, I can't help. I can't help it, man. I just, I just love food. It's just. But anyone out there that wants to challenge me, you name what the food. You name the challenge and try to take the food belt from me. 
I would love to someone to see it. I gotta bust out that belt, my guy. We do have a, a legit food belt. It's it's pretty legitimate. Well, so y'all heard it. That's your chance to win there. But we want to go ahead and give you know thank you guys again for listening all the way through. Make sure you continue to listen. Follow us on Spotify. Give us the watch on YouTube if that's what you got. Um, if you have no other options, go ahead and use Apple. You know, do what you got to do out there. Follow us on Instagram. Follow our Facebook page. We appreciate you all out there. Make sure if there's any episodes you missed, you definitely want to check up on those. I highly recommend, especially checking out the third episode live from High Rollers and Mechanic Falls. I think that was a really special episode where. Um, you, so many things were talked about and the inside on that episode was second to none so I, I want to especially highlight that episode as one that I want to make sure all the viewers have seen and making sure you know they got some value out of watching it yeah you know what that's absolutely right you got me speechless over here trying to, to say anything else man. but the, the only thing I have to say is every episode we've had has been pretty damn special so we had Tom and Jared come on the show. I'm trying not to say Tom and Jared, but those two are hilarious. And then you had Nick, but Nick absolutely... Allen was absolutely fantastic. Oh, too. the New York stories were funny as hell. All hell. Yeah, it's super funny. <laughs> I think he's already probably in New York one of these nights. We never know. He's he was dead set on going back. Yeah, he was serious about going <laughs> back to New York. He he really really loved that hotel. I mean, it was a terrible hotel if you heard it. Like you definitely want to listen to episode two and catch the full story on this one. But he we stayed at the worst hotel ever, and I mean it was terrible. Like two stars, if that one star. I mean, I. By the words of Nick, I definitely go back though. <laughs> I'd be back tomorrow. I mean, I, I would drop everything I did just to go back one more time. He loves it. I don't know if he really loves that hotel or if he just loves the Asian lady working the front desk, rocking her OnlyFans, <laughs> just finger blasting herself. Like, who knows? Oh, but, it's just a wet and wild park in New York, I guess, in the hotel. My goodness. that's uh... Definitely want to check that one out if you haven't already. But, Drotter, any uh, final words for the great viewers out there? No, honestly, man, like, just keep on listening. If you guys got any comments, concerns, or even, like, challenges, like I said, just always give us a shout-out on any of the social media pages, and just always so glad to have you out there listening to our podcast and our little humble studio we got out of here. You know, only going to get better from here. Can't wait for those upgrades that are coming in. It's been great talking with y'all, catching up. We'd love to stay out here forever, but, you know, it's MILF season. And we uh we gotta get out there and try to catch us a couple wild milfs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Is that we how were, we're ending it? <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought we were gonna just go make our own water beds and just get air beds and just go out in the lake and then just tie it off to a buoy and then we just wake up in the middle of the lake. I thought that's what we were gonna do, but yours is interesting too. Like, <laughs> you know, tis the season. But thank y'all again for listening. Y'all stay cracking. Stay cracking, y'all. Yeah, you know. So you know, you know. This is some of my duck season. It's beaver season. <laughs>